0: okay so are we here hi everybody hopefully we're here sorry about that looks like youtube changed my uh my streaming key without letting me know i've used the same key for like a year (laughs) so that was a surprise sorry about that glad we got it figured out on the fly no less and it only took four minutes so if you're gonna have a technical difficulty that's the one to have i say All right. Welcome, everybody. Glad you could be here. Um, Sorry for the snafu at the beginning, but uh, here we go. Could everyone hear me that whole time, I wonder? No, it wouldn't be streaming at all, would it? I've got some cool stuff for you today. I think you're going to like it. The first one is our giveaway, which is Pandagaras, which are awesome. But I have a secret I've been sitting on. Those of you that got the newsletter today know what it is. A fish that people have been... Asking for for geez over a year was finally able to get some more in, so we'll be talking about those um, in just a little bit. But first, the shipping report. Um, we are shipping out way more fish every week than we ever did before. Uh, I would say we've increased, I would say about fifty percent. Would you agree, Random Arms? It's fifty percent increased sales, about right. Um, anyway, it's growing a lot. His random arms got this blank look in his face, like he was about to do math. So I'm just going to move on. (laughs) Um, So it's been really busy. So you will notice that there, I don't know if there's more DOAs or DOLs as we call something that dies a few days after delivery due to the stress from, from shipping. I don't know if there's more of them uh, or not than there were last year because i haven't calculated the percentage since uh, i think De- uh, september was the last time i did that so we'll do that at the end of the year to figure out kind of that last few months um but i, I just want to reiterate that we're shipping a lot more fish so if it seems like we're losing more fish it's not uh percentage wise it's not more fish so a couple problems we had there were and this is in the last two weeks by the way since we did not stream last week due to Turkey Day. Um, So there are two Stiphodon ariofuscas that arrived alive, but then um, did not do well for the person, passed away the next day. So we reshipped those, and the new batch is doing great. But we did have those losses uh, two weeks ago. Uh, We also that week lost a Kaladiri rainbow, just one. Uh, No clue what happened. Um, And Today we found out we lost L400 Pleco. So those are the three species that we've had issues with um, in the last two weeks. The L400 arrived alive um, and and passed away the next day. They arrived yesterday and passed away today. Wait, would that be right? Yesterday was Tuesday. Yes, that would be correct. Um, So we have had a few losses. and I'm sorry to those customers, I've taken care of them. Uh, everyone's getting replacements or refunds or what have you. And I, I hate it when any fish passes away, but that's a total of three species, four fish, um, or last two weeks out of, I'm not gonna count them, but, but many, many, many fish. So the percentage of loss is very low. Um, but I'll always tell you when they happen. In fact, we are going to put a little ticker on our website at some point, there's a lot to do on the website, but um, where you can actually see the up-to-date to to the minute percentage of success shipping. We wanna be always transparent about that. Um, Our goal isn't like we wanna be the best or anything like that, because our our goal isn't to compare ourselves with other companies or other people. Um, What we're trying to do is be the place that fish would want to go if they could decide which fish store they ended up at. so we try to do everything from the fish's point of view and the customer's point of view. We try to have good customer service, but that's the goal. It's not be better than anyone else. It's just do everything we can to make sure that the fish do well. So that continues to be our goal and all the processes and procedures we do um, are to that end. And um, four fish in two weeks is more than I want, but percentage wise, based on the volume we're shipping, it's, it's, it's almost It's almost nothing. Not that a fish's life is nothing, but you know what I mean, mathematically, almost nothing. Um, That's the shipment report. The giveaway is for some Pandagara. Um, I picked them because they're doing amazing and looking great and um, have been since the beginning. They've been rock solid for us. And so, if you would like to win some Pandagara, it'll be a group of probably three that I'll send you. I'll send them to you next week, probably Monday, maybe Wednesday. It just depends on how uh, crazy the shipping days go. I kind of like to do the giveaway um, shipments on days that aren't quite as busy if I can, so we all, you know, don't overload ourselves. But I'll send them to you next week and to enter that it's super simple. All you have to do is enter hashtag panda, hashtag P-A-N-D-A in the chat and that will automatically enter you into the drawing and later on tonight we'll do a random drawing through Nightbot and see who wins some Pandagara. So that's the giveaway. Okay, now for the really exciting stuff. Oh, I do have a shipping story I want to tell you. Um, we had a customer and, and they said that I could share their name and, and tell you all the details. So I'm going to do that. The customer's name is John Larson, right? John Larson. And um, we shipped a batch of, let me, I want to make sure I get these dates right. A batch of Zebra Acara, a super rare um Cichlid that is on a lot of people's bucket list and we were finally able to get some and a batch of albino thread finicara to John we sent them out on Monday the 22nd and We've had very few delays with the mail When they are being delayed, they're usually arriving the next day But almost all the packages are getting to people next day a very small percentage of delays happen kind of randomly I have noticed that UPS is now changing its delivery time instead of like 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. So the packages are probably going to get you uh, get to you a little later than they would have, but get to you the same day that they would have. I think that's just the holiday rush, which is why in another week we're gonna stop shipping just because it gets too crazy right around Christmas. Anywho, um, we shipped a, a batch of Zebra Acara, and a, that's uh, Adokita. Um, and a batch of albino thread fin acara to John on Monday, November 22nd. And they were promptly lost by UPS. This hardly ever happens, but they just disappeared. They they made it to a place in California and there were absolutely no updates after that. No one knew what was going on. Um, John was great, he contacted his local UPS and did everything he could on his end locally to try to you know be like can you go back and look for my package that kind of thing um there's only so much we can do from a distance because um it's it's much better if you can go talk to someone local it's more effective but uh he did all that and couldn't find him couldn't find him we thought i think both of us me for sure i was like man um there's no way they're gonna make it howevs I am happy to report that last night I got an email from John saying that they arrived and that they're all alive. Um, And as of today, after 24 hours, roughly, um, they are still doing well. Um, I got that email from him earlier today. So earlier today, after having a night in their new home, they were still doing well. So and they arrived at 76 degrees Fahrenheit, which is awesome. Um, So that's eight days in the mail. And they still made it okay. And Jonathan and Mandy and I were talking about it. And I figured that they would have the heat packs only last three, four days. And so I figured that they would have just succumbed to to low temperatures. But they must have been kept in a warehouse somewhere in an office somewhere that was heated enough that that they didn't experience crucially cold temperatures. Um, And we were talking about it and thinking, well, we can't control the temperature long-term, right? Cause it, we, we, we don't know where the box is going to sit if it's lost. Um, but everything we can control, we've really optimized for. So there's thick insulation. Um, the reason the fish made it is because of the packing process. They're in clean water. They're in well oxygenated water. They're individually bagged. So you don't get that, you know, domino effect. If one does poorly that they all start doing poorly. And, um, we just kind of sat around and had a moment together thinking, you know what we can't control everything. And that was a nerve wracking experience, but as long as we truly do optimize to the fish's benefit on all the aspects we can control, then, then in case of delays, when they do happen, we've got a shot. Like, I don't know, honestly, I don't know of many other companies that would have even had a shot in a situation like that. So it was just really cool that that happened. So I want to share it um, every now and then our attention to detail and all these, all the extra work and processes we have in place to, to do this pay off. And they paid off big time on, on John's shipment. So John, thanks for uh, sharing that with us and telling me I could share it with everybody in the audience. Um, it just made it worth it because the fish lived right and that's what it's about and they seem to be thriving hopefully they're going to do okay so every now and then something goes wrong but we do what we can and so uh yeah okay i think we've covered that but it's a cool story um i think i think always the idea is you know pack Weed packs, they can last three or four days. Eight's longer than any heat pack I know of that I could put in there and work with. But um, they still managed to come through okay. Every now and then there's a Cinderella story like that. So we got to celebrate when it happens. Oh, I had a super nerve-wracking one today. We sent um, a group of six... L-236 super white pleco's out. Those are very expensive. $450 each, $430 each, something like that. And earlier today, it seemed like they had been lost. But luckily, uh, an hour, two hours ago, something like that, they were delivered. So it all ended up being okay. But there was a little nail biting going on. (laughs) Not just because you never want a fish to get lost, but when you have that many dollars in a bag i, I hate equating you know, a fish's value two dollars right fish are valuable just because they're living creatures that deserve respect i think we all get that and we'd all agree with that but when on top of that there's you know a couple grand worth of the company's money riding on the success of this um oh man that's nerve-wracking but luckily it all ended up being okay but today was a little keeping me on my toes <laughs> for sure watching that thing come through Um, but that ended up being okay too. So almost always, you know, do what you can. It's going to be okay. All right. So now to something super exciting, we have a bunch of new fish that we're going to release on, um, Friday. I'm trying my best to get pictures and everything so we can do proper listings, but even if I can't, we'll at least do a listing. Um, they'll be up Friday, Friday morning. Um, if there's a fish you want on the wish list sign put your notification on the wish list now at dancefish.com so you're notified because some of these will go fast one of them that i'm very excited about and the reason i haven't turned these lights off is i want to show you this if i can let's see if i can move my monitor see those those are fish that people have been begging in some cases for for over a year those are the gold rose line barbs we've got a very nice batch in we have three tanks of them so we you know we didn't shove them all into one tank we have a sizable batch and they're doing absolutely fantastic they will be um Unless something goes horribly wrong, like suddenly they all develop some major disease tomorrow morning or something, which could happen. I mean, they're living creatures, but um, I don't anticipate any problems. They've been really, really good. They settled in very quickly. Um, We'll be listing those for sale Friday morning. So for everyone that's been emailing me and asking me and messaging me, trying to uh, get some, I've been trying. It took, I think, over a year to get these in again. So they're hard to get. Um, I'm a little picky about where I get them from and, uh, finally was able to get some more. So I'm very excited about those. Let me turn off these lights now. It's cause they're so bright back there. Just left them on for a minute to show you. Um, now for those that don't know this fish, we just released an article on them and I want to show you how to get to the article so you can read up on them because there are a few things about them you should know. They're not a cheap fish and they're a little different than your standard rose lines. They have, they, can have, they have a propensity to certain issues that you should know about health-wise, mainly with their vision and also with their color and how it changes over time. Um, and so before someone spends the money to get them, it would be good to take a gander at this newsletter so you're informed about your purchase. But if you go to dancefish.com and scroll down to the bottom, you can view previous newsletters. The one that we released today for December about the gold roseline barbs is this one. Let's get you there. It's got a brief update here on the warehouse build. Just coming along, look at that. Look at all that spray foam in there. And we're finally done. The exterior is done, the the building's dried in. But here's the roseline barb article. This is what everyone imagines they'll get when they order a roseline barb, but they're highly variable. And I, I go through all the variations. Um, I go through the different colors that they can come in as, um, and how they can change color over time. We talk about the eye issues, um, and some other things. So these are the fish. Um, and if you order them there, you could get some that are more white, some that are more gold, some that have started to develop the, uh, modeled kind of piebald brown coloration on them. Um, there's a whole variety of them. So if you're interested, please do look at that article. So you don't spend the money and go like, what? I didn't know some of those turned brown over time. I wanted gold forever. Right. I'd hate for you to spend the money and then be like, oh man, all disappointed and mad. Um, now I I do, I'm very pleased with this batch because only, um, I think only like three have, have eye issues that I can see. Um, so most of them I think are going to be fine. Now, the eye issues could randomly develop at any time. Perhaps I don't know the fish well enough to know if that's true or not, but they're two inches now. And so I think the ones that have the eye issues are going to have eye issues and the ones that don't will remain, you know, without any eye issues. Um, if you don't know what eye issues they get, read the article. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident that these are going to do well for people as far as retaining their vision, but I, I don't know for sure if two inches is big enough to know that for the rest of that fish's life or not, but I think so. It's much better than getting the little one inchers and wondering if they're going to be okay or not. So anyway, super excited about that. Um, I did share that, right? Was I sharing the article? Oh, good. <laughs> Random Arms says I was. Sometimes I flip back and I can't remember what I did. There's some other amazing fish coming in as well. or not coming in. They're here. They're going to be released for sale. Um, Black Tiger Dario um, or Black Tiger Battis, Sometimes people call them. Uh, people have been asking for a long time. We have a nice hearty batch of them. Scarlet Battis. I love this one. This is Epiplates. Um, the listing says Sex Fasciatus. And they do look like sex fasciatus to me, but epiplaties are a little hard to identify for sure. So just know that they're big, beautiful epiplates. Um, and they were sold to me as sex fasciatus. So I'll put, I'll, I'll put that information on the listing, but until you get a real expert in there, and by expert, I mean like has a Ph.D. and knows the fin ray counts and has the equipment to do all the analysis. I'm not always sure exactly which epiplates I have. Um, got some Danios in, some more true Siamese algae eaters, some Chopray. Um, some Apistos. When well, we ordered our Borellii opal, and I think that's probably what they are, but they're small enough that they don't really have all their color yet. So um, this is what I ordered. They look similar to this. They look very much like like these. So I think they're right. But these and steel blues and a couple other look similar. And I have had cases in the past where I've ordered specific kinds of epistos and was was sent steel blues instead. Um, But these were so expensive that hopefully they didn't do that. They look right to me, but they're small. This one I'm super excited about, Splash Tetras. Um, an amazing fish And mine is a different species than this. I, I think it's a copella species. Let's see if we can just find it. Like a, it has a lot of red on it. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> apparently that's a drink. Um, I, I haven't been able to find, oh, maybe, maybe no we'll get some pictures for you but they they look like a splash tetra but a lot of color they're very beautiful um those came out of peru we went kind of nuts with auto sinkless. we have an amazing batch of autos they're fat and healthy all the autos are doing well they aren't new starving imports they're eating well on algae wafers and zucchini and we also take pvc pipes and let them sit in aged tanks and rotate them in so there's like algae and and biofilm and stuff for them to graze um, they've they're doing absolutely wonderful so we have those and we didn't stop there we got some orange autos that are doing fantastic for us look at that little orange face they're so cute um, we brought in some tiger autos or maybe zebra autos common names are hard and we brought in some giant autos. So we went a little nuts on autosynclists. And each species is doing fantastic. We also brought in a new tetra that I've never seen before. Never was able to get before. It's awesome. For those that don't know, before I introduce this, let me show you this. My favorite tetra of all time is raccovi, or a Raccovii, however you say that. The pictures don't do them justice. They're... Amazing, they're a hummingbird tetra, and this fin gets bright orange, the dorsal, and they get bright orange on the anal fin. Um, They're really pretty. I haven't found a picture that does them justice yet. You can kind of see the orange there a little bit. Um, They come from Uruguay, and so um, they can take cool weather. Here you go. Its fins aren't spread, so they're hard to see, but there's a lot of orange on all these fins. And they spread them a lot, and they display a lot. They're very active hummingbird tetra. Anyway, I have a soft spot for kerosidium type tetras. So we brought in this. This is a nano version of a kerosidium um, tetra, basically. This is odontokerisidium. They're tiny little guys, I would say under an inch. Um, and they are so cool. Active little fun little hummingbird tetras, little nano hummingbird tetra. Um never seen them before they're eating really well right now we're feeding them baby brine shrimp we have not got them trained to what i want to do is get them to the point where they i can drop in like a a large pellet and have them chew on it for several hours they're not there yet they they need live and frozen foods at this point and small foods at that so don't get them unless you can provide that i do hope to be able to transfer them in time but it's gonna it's gonna take more work they're not there yet So that's only a little bit. We also brought in um, some rainbow shiners. We have a a very nice group of hardy doing fantastic rainbow shiners Um, and and some other stuff that's slipping my mind. With the technical difficulties up front, I did not have time. Well, let's face it. I didn't have time anyway to um, list all the fish. But that's a taste of what we're doing. And the main one is those gold rose line barbs that everyone has been wanting forever. And they're good. Um, I don't think you're gonna have eye problems. We're not gonna send you any of the ones that have the obvious eye problems. So the ones you get, even if they're white, we have one that's pure white, but its eyes are dark and it can see just fine, it's eating just fine. Um, we have a, a couple, it might be three, it might only be two, that the eyes are that, that opaque, clear color they get when, when they go blind, basically and uh so we won't send those we'll save those for like a gimpy fish giveaway or something like that make sure that they're growing up and and doing fine um all right i have missed some super chats thank you for throwing money at us folks it's never required but it's super appreciated does help and it makes my wife super happy when money falls out of the computer screen leo Contreras. any updates getting more 471s Finally finished moving all five of my 471s to my breeder, and they're loving it, doing amazing, thank you. Yeah, the little uh, Ocelot Pleco. No, no, that's the mini Snowball Pleco. <laughs> There's the 174 and the 471, I get them confused. Both are tiny. Um, yes, I, I do plan to bring more of those in. I, I mean, the The breeder and I talked, And we were thinking of bringing um, some of those in in early December because he's got a bunch available along with some rainbows that I really want. I've been waiting for forever. Uh, Oh, they're awesome. Um, I I can't, I can't say which one they are yet or I'll get bombarded. Um, And some other stuff. And with the craziness of the holidays and not knowing exactly when the warehouse is going to get done. I told him let's wait till after the new year. Um, when things calm down a bit, I didn't want him to get delayed with all the flight madness or freeze somewhere, um, during that madness of the holidays. So we're going to wait a little bit. I, I know it sucks. Um, I don't like it either, but it's going to be better for the fish and that's kind of our, our North star, what's better for the fish. So, so it's going to be a little while, but, um, I do hope to get some of them in along with the 174s, and along with some other, um, there's the opal pleco, uh, or opal spot pleco, I guess some depends on how you say it. Um, I forget the L number, but it's got some of those, there's, there's some stuff that I really want to bring in, but holidays are hard. Like, so we're, for those that don't know, Oh, excuse me. Um, I did rush dinner right before this, can you tell? Um, So here's our shipping schedule. Orders that come in after December 7th are going to wait till after the new year to ship. And the reason is, if we look at a calendar here, if they come in on the 7th, we can ship on the 8th and get them to you the 9th. And if there's a delay, they'll probably still get to you on the 10th. They won't sit somewhere over the weekend, right? But if we start shipping here... This is too close to Christmas. This week is absolutely nuts. And this week is absolutely nuts. So UPS does a good job, but there's just a much higher likelihood of delays and things getting lost and misplaced the closer we get. So we are going to cut it off here so that everything gets to where it's going to go by the end of this week. So we aren't fighting. Um, <laughs> so we're <aren't> fighting Christmas. <laughs> No one wants to fight Christmas. I'm sure there's a movie about that somewhere. So we have to make adjustments during the crazy time because of the cold. If fish get delayed too long, you know, the odds are they they might not make it. Even though sometimes they do, apparently, like John Larson's order. Um, The Chubby Guppy throwing down some awesome hippo stickers. Look at these. These are cuteness. Look at those. Look at that. (laughs) along with his super chat. <laughs> Thank you, Chubby Guppy. Um, I don't see a comment, so hopefully you didn't leave one in it. Sometimes it doesn't let me see the comments. I don't know why. Alexander, Ale, uh, I'm starting to get a cold and uh, talking's hard. Let's try that again. I'm gonna pretend I just saw it. Alexander, I still can't do it. <laughs> There's the charm. <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Alexander Engelhart threw down a hundred dollars super chat. <laughs> Thanks, Alexander. Sorry, I didn't work the first time when I really was surprised doing my best here. Um, thank you for the support. We appreciate it. Um, we're just about, I think we're just about ready to, to take you up on your offer and have a chat. Hopefully that can happen later this week. Um, actually, we're ready. It's a question of, of busy. Every time I'm like, we can schedule it. It gets busy again, but we're, we're planning on doing that. Wish you had the autos available last week, was on the market for 40 of them. When will the, auto, the orange autos go up? So they should all go up on Friday. Um, I plan Friday morning on releasing them. I don't have an exact time. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but Friday for sure they'll go up. And the orange autos uh, will go up at the same time. They'll all go up Friday, hopefully in the morning. And uh, yeah, the oranges are pretty awesome. I only got a few of each. I mean, we got a lot of the common autos, um, but the others, I only got a few of each because I, I just wanted to test them. That is a new source for me. This They're they coming directly from Peru. Um, I haven't dealt with Peru in a long time. And this is a, a different provider. So heard good things. Um, and wanted to give them a try. So I only tried a few things. There's also a bunch of, we brought in some really cool quarries and stuff as well. So there's other things that, um, I didn't have time to list up. Some of them we're still trying to identify because as cool as Peru fish are, the exporters do not label the bags. So you order like six quarries and it's like, oh, there's six quarries. I don't know which are which. (laughs) Like I ordered, um, let's see or was it napoensis i ordered a cory i can't remember which species same species from two different locations because i wanted to see you know what's what not labeled so it's like well i don't i don't know which is which location because they're not labeled and they look very similar so um i guess i'll just be listing those as the species without a location but it's i don't know why you can't just take a marker and even put a number on the bag and then have a sheet where you can look up the number and see what you got. If you don't want to write the name, fine. Give me a number, right? But it's a little tricky. But there are some amazing things going up. Some of them are going to have a picture and be like Corridor Species because I don't know what I got. So it'll be interesting. Chattanooga Ed. Good to see you, Ed. I hope you're doing well. Punching me in the face with his fox cat. Thanks for the five bucks. And more than that, just nice to hear from you. I hope you're doing well. The red goateed wonder <laughs> that's how we always think of it. <gasps> <clears throat> oh i have a cold this is gonna be hard happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday to the cod father happy birthday bob killer awesome I just heard it was your birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, congrats. Thanks for being here. This is how dedicated Bob is as a mod. It's his birthday and he's he's still here volunteering, making the world go round for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I want to do like a golazo or something, but my my throat's sore, my nose is stuffy and winter has hit. (laughs) That's awesome. Congratulations to Bob. All right. Well, I've gabbed on for 35 minutes about what's going on here. Now I want to hear what's going on with you all in your neck of the woods. So if you would leave a question or a comment, um, when you do so, for those that might be noobs here, if you would make it at Dan's Fish, it'll turn bright orange for me. See on the chat here, these bright orange squares. That's what I go for is I see these bright orange squares and I respond to those. Everything in between... I imagine is just like, you know, chat amongst yourselves or not directed at me, but directed at someone else. So um, to get a bright orange square, if you type the at symbol and then dance fish, no spaces or anything, you'll see a list populate and you can click dance fish. And then that creates a big bright orange square for me, makes it easy for me to see your chat, your question, your comment, what have you. So, um, uh runny noses are so no fun, especially live on camera but the show must go on all right so the first question comment I can see is Skull Aquatic saying it's Bob Kaler's birthday yes it is awesome punchy Paints, happy birthday Bob the old man of the chat the cod father I I just love that the cod father (laughs) of the Tennessee fish mafia Okay, alitian, yes, anisabwa resplendens available. So for those that don't know, that's the um, Rummy Nose Rasbora, not to be confused with the Rummy Nose Tetra, um, Rummy, Rummy Nose Rasbora. These are an amazing fish. They're super pretty, nice iridescent sky blue with these nice red scissor tips and a red Orange to red. I've seen them bright red face. Yeah, I've I've seen them red, if not redder than that. It does happen. Um, They don't like it too warm. They come from Lake Inlay, which is a very kind of neat, unique ecosystem, I would say. And the thing about Lake Inlay is it's pretty alkaline water. And my water here is super soft. So I like that fish a lot. I've tried it uh, once or twice in the past here at this location. It didn't do well. And I think. A reason might be just because they don't like my soft water. I I know when you think of rasbores, you usually think of like, you know, soft acidic water, but this is one that comes from a a totally different environment. There's lots of these micro habitats um, throughout the world where things are just a little different than you would expect for that region. Um, Indonesia, Sulawesi, has all these lakes that are very unique, and a lot of them have hard alkaline water, which you wouldn't expect, you know, in tropical rainforesty type area. But they do. Um, I think they have like a limestone base or something like that. I don't remember. Or the water bubbles up through limestone or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But so I, I don't bring in the Sabuah Resplendens um, just because I tried a couple times. They didn't do well, and I think. I'm not 100% sure, I can't know for sure, but I'm going to wait until I have access to harder water, uh, more alkaline water, so that so they do better, yeah. So I don't bring them in right now. The good news is, I know the warehouse, that I always say, when the warehouse comes, <laughs> I'm not trying to equate the warehouse with the Rapture, but I understand that I talk about it like that a lot. Um, when the warehouse comes online, we will have harder, more alkaline water available to us um, if the, through the warehouse. So I plan to try them again at that point. I just don't think it's fair to the fish to keep trying when I already know my water isn't good, and I've tried them for them, and I've tried them a couple times, and they didn't—they didn't like it. So, Kyle Metrics, excited to hear you're getting in a pistos. Do you have a source for epistograma? Apo- How do you say this? Oh, I always trip this one up. Apicaxis by chance? Uh, maybe. I'd have to look. I did order a few epistle species um, that came from Peru. The problem is they didn't label the bags. And uh, so hard to identify. So now that they're all settled in and through quarantine and stuff, I'll get some pictures. I'll send them to experts and see if I can get an ID. So I have some. I just don't quite know how to sell them because I don't know what they are because they weren't labeled. Oh, who's that? I saw someone says, I have Splash Tetras. They are fab on Audra Meyer. Clearly, clearly a person of great taste. Uh, these are prettier than any. It sounds like I'm just trying to shill my stuff. I'm not. These are prettier than any Splash Tetra I've seen. Like The red on them is amazing. We'll take pictures. So maybe they're not a splash tetra. Maybe they're a different species of capella, like one of the ones or closely related genre. It like spawns on leaves or makes the divot in the sand and guards them like cichlids or something like that. There's, there's different breeding strategies than you would expect from a lot of those kind of capella and closely related genre. Um, so I have, to, I have to get an ID. <laughs> they weren't labeled. <laughs> Jennifer Weaver. Question. I have a six week old spawn of a Pisto There you go. We found a source. <laughs> One of the fries in an albino. Wow. I'm tempted to move it to a small tank to grow out with less competition. What do you think? I think this is a case where I would need to do some real observation. Um, I think what I would do is closely observe the batch. Is the little guy keeping up with everyone? Is it eating well? Is its weight and size kept keeping up with everyone? Is it doing just fine? In that case, I'd probably keep it with the rest. I find lots of times when I make special arrangements for like a special fish and try to put it in a small tank on its own and stuff like that, it ends up not working out so well. Sometimes too much attention, too much love just doesn't work out usually i think it's because i'm trying to put them in a smaller tank or container maybe it's not as well cycled or something i'm just i feel like ah, i gotta help this fish right and by helping it i actually do more damage because um, i don't have like a nice big cycled aquarium for it you know it's one fish so I, I understand uh why we do that and generally i try not to unless i need to so i would i would observe and if you find that it's not keeping up, it's not eating well, it's getting picked on, it's um, it's not growing as quickly as the others. Maybe maybe you should remove it. That's interesting because avocados are not they're not farmed in large numbers or anything. I don't think I, I'm not the world's expert on pistons, that's for sure. But I don't see them regularly on like farm fish farm lists or anything. So. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's like a from the, the wild line, like recently from the wild fish, and you get an albino. Although, that might be one that's coming out of the Czech Republic, in which case, I'm not real surprised there's an albino. I can't remember. Sorry for the sniffles, guys. I know it's gross, but it's better than having it drip out my nose. Sandy Farrell, the Gimpy Angels are doing great. Awesome! Goal! Pretend I did a golazo there. I'm glad you enjoy them. It it always makes my heart happy when when we can, uh, you know, help help the gimpy fish find loving homes and have a good life even though they're gimpy. Here's to the gimpies. Not one do. Can you mix different autos? I wouldn't. Um, I've never tried it. You might be able to. Well, they don't seem super aggressive to each other or anything. Um, I just, I guess... Uh, I guess it's an aesthetic thing for me. Some of these are really hard to get, especially in good shape. Autos are notorious for coming in starving, sunken belly, full of parasites, lots of problems. Um, so I just wouldn't want to risk it. I guess part of it is their rarity, how hard it was to get them and how it kind of new they are to, to me, to caring for them, that I don't have the confidence that I personally... Would mix them. They're all in a tank all by themselves. Um, but it's not to say that they wouldn't get along okay. I think personality-wise, I haven't seen any jostling or competition, so it might be okay. I, I'd probably just treat them a little too precious. Again, <laughs> hopefully I don't kill them with kindness, but um, I haven't mixed them, so I don't have any firsthand experience with that. Leo Contreras worth the way. Awesome, Leo. Yeah, they are They're a great little fish. Hoon Aquatics, new rainbows? Yes, Hoon, but you've already got them. Um, You lucky, lucky son of a gun. They're one you already have, but I've been trying to get for a long time. Okay, chat just jumped, so it's going to take me a moment to figure this out. Oh, wait, did I miss one? Hang on. I just saw forest. Oh, this makes me think maybe I missed a fish that didn't do well in the shipping report. What was it? Oh, it's a fish that did well. We, we made a mistake. That's right. So we check, I swear, we have this almost fail safe option, I guess. Um, We have all these checkpoints. So we check the fish a minimum of three times. We check it when we catch it. We check it when we change the water. We check it when we seal it in the bag. And we usually check it when we put it in the box, at least three times, often four. So we're looking at the fish really carefully. We want to find problems before they leave and we're pretty good about it i mean it, we miss stuff occasionally we send a, a batch of pygmy corridors out and um one of them ended up not having an eye like one of its eyes was missing and we totally didn't see it every time we checked it it must have been facing one way <laughs> just <laughs> i know the probability is low but it happens occasionally um and we missed it so I forced, uh super chat there made me remember that. So Forrest, thank you so much for the super chat. $10, Gimpy Fish Adoption Fund. I hope all your fish are doing well, Swamp Thing. Good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well, Swamp Thing. Let me buy you a large cappuccino at Andes. If it's too cold to leave the house that early in the morning um, for 20 packs of ramen noodles. <laughs> I have a choice. I can spend it on a luxury cappuccino or 20 packs of ramen noodles. <laughs> That's a lot of dinner. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Ramen wages for sure. And we're keeping it that way until I should say this. So, uh, well, I already mentioned it a little bit earlier, the business is doing very well. It's growing super nice, nicely, super quickly. Um, and we have good help. Mandy's amazing to work with. Um, Jonathan, I, I I've always known as amazing to work with cause I've, <laughs> worked with them all my life, pretty much. Um, and we just found um, a, another person, a customer happiness officer to help us out more. They should be joining us in January. So it's growing. Things are doing well, but we're still not taking out any more of the business. We are still on ramen wages and that's on purpose. Um I, we've all, we all talk about this as a team and we've all agreed that is as long as we can, we want to put the money back in the business. Um, there's still a lot of expense and things that are needed to actually move in and get set up in the warehouse. We've got, we're pretty well covered, but, um, we, we want to not go in debt or anything like that. We want to operate in the black and then we have big plans um we in a, in a couple of years we want to expand and more than double the size of our warehouse and that's going to take some funds and so we're we're living very lean so we can fulfill the dream and and happily um everyone here at dancefish shares the dream we the, the vision is clear we know what we're doing we know where we want to get and so it's going to be ramen wages for a while So thanks for the 20 packs, (laughs) appreciate it very much. (laughs) Kelly Foreman, making it rain. Thank you so much, Kelly, for the 20 bucks. Let's keep this business doing well so I can get more rainbows. Yeah, I hope I can bring the ones in that. um... So the breeder was holding them for me um, until for early December, but I didn't feel right having the breeder hold them for me like through till January or whenever I can, um, do another import of cool rainbows because a little bit of it is up in the air with like when I can move into the warehouse and I'm not sure when that'll happen. So I did, I want to be upfront and honest with my suppliers, right? It's a relationship. It's, you know, you treat them well, they'll treat you well. And if they don't, you just leave and find someone else. Cause not all of them do, but this guy does, he's great. And so I told him, look, I'm not gonna be able to order again until least after the new year, after the holiday craziness. And then they got this warehouse going on. Don't know exactly what's happening there because I'm not in charge of that construction schedule. I, much as I bug them, you know, I don't have any real uh, power to make that go quicker. So, um, so I did tell him, you know, uh, I plan on getting more as soon as I can, but it, it, it'd be ridiculous if you held them for me for too long because he was already holding them for me for like a month so it wasn't fair to him to have to have him oh man I'm sick can't think have him hold them longer so hopefully when I do place the order they'll be available still but I try to do right by you guys but I also try to do right by by the supplier and this guy's been really good to me so but Got some cool stuff in the works, and if this batch is sold out, he's breeding more. He'll have more at some point. Rockin' Fish, did you sell out of those cool dwarf red tail eels? We did, and I'm sorry I have not had a moment to get a video together. I wanted to take a video of those, um, and, and Rockin' Fish wanted me to. I wanted to. Everyone wanted to see them on video. Uh, I've not had any time to get to it, so um, I. They hide really well. So once we've caught all the current orders, we'll take a close look and we might find some more, you know, hidden in the plants and stuff. But um, but as far as I know, we're sold out at the moment. All right, just looking here for bright orange squares. There's one. Kenneth Garland, do you ship with heat packs to cold weather states? Because it's snowing here. Of course, Kenneth. <laughs> There's no, no other way I know of to do it. Um, it's, I'm in Wyoming. It gets negative 30, negative 35 here at times during the winter. So, yeah, we definitely use heat packs. We ship year round. We, the only times we don't ship are close to the holidays because stuff gets crazy. And um, every now and then when there's like a natural disaster that impacts a UPS hub, like an ice storm coming down in Louisville or, or something like that, like we things like that that we know have a good chance of impacting shipping. Sometimes we don't know that something will impact shipping and we ship anyway and there's an issue. But that usually only happens like once a year. There's something where we ship and we didn't realize that, There's this thing that was going to impact a certain airport that everything goes through, you know, all that. But in general, we ship year round and we do that by using heat packs and cold packs judiciously. Um, We have thickly insulated boxes, well insulated boxes that we use and pretty darn successful. I mean, the the success rate is over 99 percent. So it's it's pretty good, even in the bitter, bitter cold. We only ship next day. And um, yeah, it's, that's kind of our thing. How do you properly ship fish even when it's cold or hot? Um, how do you upgrade them from like a, a prison car on a train without heat or air conditioning or anything to like business class travel, first class air travel, right? We try to make their trip very comfy. And we go a step beyond that. We have these little uh, temperature recording devices that we actually put in the boxes that we send to customers. And they're in a self-addressed stamped envelope so the customer you know can just stick them in the mail and they return to us and we can actually track the temperatures the fish went to during their journey so we can constantly kind of fiddle with the heat pack situation and figure out how to how to always make it so things do well now heat packs are not an exact science um you never know if the fish is going to be when it's in a warehouse, if it's going to or an office or something over at UPS, if it's going to be in the nice warm warehouse or out on the tarmac where it's freezing or what, like there, there are some things that you don't know, but in general, the fish get there where we want them, which is somewhere in the seventies. Um, that's where we want them. 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, roughly. That, That almost always happens. And, um, it's very rare that we have losses. We're very careful about our shipping. We've refined that for years and it's kind of a point of pride and central to our mission to ship properly. Um, if you look at the dance fish YouTube channel Kenneth, you can find lots of videos that show how we ship fish and prepare them and all that. It's 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 kind of our thing. Lady Diane, get well soon. Why thank you. I mean it's it's annoying, it's hard to sleep. It's like it hurts a little in your throat but it's a lot of people have it worse this is just that seasonal thing that i'll get over it's uh, unfortunately or unfortunately <laughs> fortunately um it's you know i know what what rona feels like and it, it's not that so it's just every year I get this thing um killer's aquatics oh your birthday was yesterday well yes, still got a song big boy <laughs> Buddy Viper. Hi, are Hecali thread fins, bullies, or nippy? Will general cure hurt mystery snails? How many GEO thread fins might happily exist in a 180 gallon? Thank you. Okay. So no, I, I don't. Okay. It's so, so I'm going to preface this by saying fish act differently in different environments. Like I can have a fish in a tank here and it'll act one way. I can move them to the tank next door still here, just Right next door, and sometimes they can act a different way. So there's variation based on the stimuli around them, um, their environment, their temperament, all that, especially with cichlids. But in general, no. Thread fins are, are good community fish. Maybe not with like a long tailed betta, you know, or a long tailed guppy or something. That might be a little too tempting, that long wavy fin. But the thread fins themselves develop pretty long filaments on the fins. That's why they're called thread fins. And, um, you know, there's, for a, for a cichlid, they're very peaceful. I would I would equate their behavior to something akin to that of like a geophagus type fish. Um, maybe maybe a little more aggression at points, but not kind of like a geophagus. And unless they're breeding, I don't think they're going to be super aggressive. So I think that they'll get along with most things. In 180 gallon, um, let's see here, full grown. You could get more than this in there, but I think, I think a, somewhere between eight and a dozen would look really good, because then you'd still have room to put some other fish around them. So that that's kind of where my mind would go. Um, and the albino threadfins are, are awesome. Well, the other ones are too. Oh, we also got jurupari, uh, Satan perculum. I love seeing that genus. It's fun. <laughs> it's more like a Halloween term, but. It's still fun at Christmas. Um, Will general general cure hurt mystery snails? I don't keep mystery snails, so I don't know. But from what I've heard on the co-op and other channels, it shouldn't. But again, I don't have firsthand experience. Um, and I'd like to hear from other people on the thread fins. If you had issues with them, uh, if so let's all chime in together so Bunny Viper gets a better response than what I have. In my experience, they've never been a problem but I know fish can act differently. So I'm curious what other people have found out. Kelly's Aquatics throwing down Pippi Longstocking. Thank you, Bob, so much. Happy belated birthday. (laughs) Thanks for raising the level of cheer with a little Pippi. You can put Pep in your step or you can put Pippi in your step. Pippi puts Pep in your step. Yeah. Deb Hall D. If Santa gives me a Dance Fist certificate, how long are they good for? Six months from the issue date is how long we, we do that. Um, I mean, we probably work with you if it's a little longer or something, but let's say you have six months. We just don't want to get in a situation where someone collects a whole bunch of gift certificates three years from now and is like, here's $10,000 of gift certificates, and we're like that was unexpected, <laughs> you know? So six months for us works for our business plan and our financial flow and things. Yeah. Now, if someone has one that's over six months and you want to use it, contact me, you know, we'll talk. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper. Okay. So for those that don't know, before I get into this, Mountaintop Puffer Keeper is breeding um, some awesome puffers. Uh, they're a POW species. palustris are close to it and um, we get a weekly report on how they're doing, which is awesome. So the report this week says, how CF palustris going strong, 10 white worm eaters, putting away little more than their body weight in food per day. Woo! They're gonna grow so fast. Day 38 now, about three fourths inch, many adults in all behaviors. That's awesome. You did it, man. I saw the video of them eating the white worms. I was like, ah, oh, if you're that far, you're done. Like you made it. (laughs) I mean, stuff can still go wrong, but you know, not to jinx it, but yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the report. It's great to hear uh, how they're doing. I'm glad they're doing well. Three fourths of an inch. You're like, yeah, you're there. Maria Z throwing down a $10 super chat and saying, thank you, Maria. Thank you. Right at you. Right back to you. We appreciate you as well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being an awesome mod and supporting us in all the ways you do behind the scenes and in the chat we appreciate you that goes for all my mods thanks mods for modding shout out to the mods Z putting a link to the store we do have some cool stuff and we have even more cool stuff coming friday friday morning we have a lot of fish to list i need a drink because my throat's screaming at me Oh, if the gold denison barbs were to turn brown, does that mean they revert to the regular wild type coloring or does it actually turn a darker brown? It's a darker brown. In fact, Jonathan and I were discussing today. That's random arms, a.k.a. get gills for you. Um, For you that might not know. um, We're talking today and trying to decide if we should call it brown or black or like olive brown. It's, It's a real dark like charcoal. I don't know. It's a real dark brown or maybe a a charcoal color, maybe a black color, a little green hint to it. Maybe it's a black olive color. Anyway, it's, it's darker than your normal rose light. So let's see, where'd he go? Where's Fu Manchu? Fu Manchu is not out right now. Um, that dark stripe on there, let me see if I can show you this. Okay, so the brown color that comes in is like the color of this dark stripe on the lateral line. Dark brown, maybe a black, has some olive to it. And if you take that and this kind of really dark color on the dorsal area, it's kind of like an olivey charcoal color. It, that's kind of what the color is like. But it, it's darker than the, it's not light tan or anything. However, Sometimes it comes in and there's very little of it. In that case, it can look like a kind of lighter brown, even though the pigment itself is, is pretty uh pretty dark. So yeah. Okay, scrolling up. DJ Steen Anderson, do you ever get giant placot betas in? I, I don't. Um I haven't brought beta um Splendons in for for a long time, I don't have any plans to do it soon. There's lots of other people doing a good job. KG Tropicals does it, um, Simply better. I, I mean, she's she's building her new fish room and stuff. I don't know if she has any available right now, but she's a better breeder in this community that um, has some. There's, I feel like there's a lot of people selling bettas and doing a fine job, so I'll let them do it. Bunny Viper, oh, I already got that one. Ah, so gross, Sniffles ew yuck so gross do you guys remember that commercial there's it it's, it's probably a geico commercial. It's one of my favorites where this guy is says to to lose weight he has a bunch of like uh junior high girls follow him around and comment on everything he eats and like he'll pick up like this, like this drippy sandwich and they're like ew yuck so gross and He picks up a hamburger later in the day and they're like ew yuck so gross <laughs> that's what my nose feels like right now if they saw my nose they'd be like ew Yuck! so gross Rachel Irwin, my pencil fish are doing awesome and have colored up beautifully. My birthday was yesterday, so I might need to order more to gift myself. It's my birthday present to me. They're fun to watch. Yeah, I'm glad you like them. I'm out right now, but I do have plans to bring more in. Um, I have a great supplier for them. Almost asleep here in Northern Europe. Hey, thanks for being with us. It's probably super late there, right? First snow fell today. Abacaxis, probably... Well will hell okay tom c dot has some nice tetras pics you can check pry same site is the auto pinkless auto pinkless <laughs> auto pinkless picture you showed us cool thanks 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 and sweet dreams sweet dreams hope you do well there in northern europe mikey m Levi's Aquatics, how big is the fish tank behind you? That's a 125. Want to see it? Whoop. From that end, these are all 75s over here. This is a 125. And then down below where the gold roseline barbs are um, that are two-inch juveniles that we're selling, um, that's a 100-gallon tank. And then up in the annex, we have a whole bunch of 40-gallon breeders. What time did the new fish go up on Friday? Asks, not one do. I don't know. Um, I always plan to do it in the morning, but sometimes I can't finish it by the morning. It takes a, It's a lot of work to, sh- to list the fish. Um, I have to write the descriptions, get the pictures up, uh, get all the listings built. Um, and it, it takes some time. So I'm going to do my darndest. Um, and... I, again, I'll get them up even if I can't get pictures and descriptions, but I'd much prefer to do pictures and descriptions. So if it's like mid-morning or, you know, getting around lunchtime and it's like, man, this is not it's still going to take an hour or not an hour, like four hours or the rest of the day or something, I'll probably just quickly list everything without descriptions. But I'm trying to avoid doing that. I So for people that know me and know Dan's Fish and, and know the company and how we do things... It's not that big a deal, especially there's a tour video where you can see all the fish anyway, right? But to grow the business, we have to bring people in that don't know us, that don't follow us on YouTube, that don't even know that there's a tour video and things like that. So let's say, yeah, so when someone comes and meets us for the first time, we wanna put our best foot forward, right? We wanna make a good impression. just a list of fish with prices and no sizes or descriptions or anything, that's not a great impression for your first time coming to DansFish.com, right? So we're trying to avoid that. Um, Sometimes it happens just because we only have so much time in the day. We try to prioritize correctly, but um, sometimes other things take precedence. So it's basically fish care is number one, or the fish doing well, (laughs) And then the other thing is customer service or the customer is taken care of. Like fish number one, customers number two, sorry guys, but the fish kind of have to be number one because if the fish are doing well, your order will do well, right? And then customer service. And then after that, we can get to everything. So like listing new fish and making new videos one day, maybe, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So I really don't know. Desert, I'm so helpful. <laughs> sorry, not, not one do um desert flower keeper i've seen that wrong i don't know one do wasn't there i can't remember desert fish keeper not flower keeper any recommendations for my 75 gallon planted tank that would go well with angels and gb rams parameters are 6.5 ph 200 gh 81 degree water looking at your gudgeons and blue guyana cara okay I would avoid the gudgeons. Um, I think that they'll end up picking on the long fins of the angels once they grow in, once they get to you know four or five inches. Um, the blue guy on a car are probably safe, but they're going to take the same um, niche in the aquarium as the GB rams, so that'll get crowded down there on the substrate. I think you need something up top. Uh, your angels will kind of go everywhere, mid-water-ish. Got your GB rams on the bottom. What about the top? It's a good top dwelling fish. We, oh, we have a bunch of pygmy hatchets also that we can... Um, that we'll be listing on Friday if they continue to do well. But I, I don't think those are right for this tank because I think they're probably too small for full-grown angels. Uh, those uh, Epiplatis 6 fasciatus might or whatever they actually are. <laughs> the Epiplatis species might be good. They're good sized. I don't think a full-grown angel would mess with them, especially if there's floating plants and things like that. That might be okay. I have African butterfly fish. Those are great for the top, and they're definitely you know at least three inches or so. So those would probably be okay. Nice top-dwelling fish. I think that's it. I think the mission, should you choose to accept it, is is to find it something for the very top, and like truly a top dweller, something that'll stay up there. Um, angels, when they get full grown, they're big. I mean, a seventy five gallon tank with you know six angels in it, in my mind, that's like stocked. So, not that you can't put Rams and other stuff in there too, but I'm just saying, I don't know how many angels you have, but that's once those get big, there are a lot of fish. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't shove it full of fish oh we have gold laser aeneas that's that's another one that came in that we need to list friday baron von Yenzer. um i did not see them available on dan's fish is it a different website pardon my noob no problem noobs you know i'm a noob at lots of things so if you go to dancefish.com, um You'll be able to see, a, you can go to either one, but dancefish.com has the wish list and stuff on it. But the fish are not listed yet. I'm talking about fish that will be listed Friday morning. They aren't going to be done with quarantine till Friday. So for the noobs, um, we always quarantine every fish we get for at least two weeks. Sometimes it's longer. It just depends on how the fish comes in, what it needs. Um, we work with an aquatic veterinarian if anyone's having trouble. To, you know, make sure that we know how to take care of them and they get a clean bill of health and all that. Um, so we, we take our time. So it's not like we get fish in and just sell them. We get fish in and we try to, um, you know, get them used to aquarium life, get them recovered from the stress of being imported, get them used to aquarium foods. Get them to the point where if I sold them to my mother or my grandma or my in-laws, um, that I'm like, yeah, they're going to do fine. They're hardy. They'll, they'll be fine. They're going to make it. (laughs) So that's kind of what we're trying to do. So it takes some time. Rosie says, hi. Hi, right back at you. Are your tiger gobies micro about one inch in size? I'm wondering if they're the same as Taiwanese dragon micro gobies, um, schismatogobius. Um, I don't know if they're, which species they are, but they are a schismatogobius species. Yes. I don't know which species, but yeah, they're the little tykes. Wow, light just started flickering. That's a good omen. Let's see here. Okay, it's 8.12. I feel like there's 188 folks here. I feel like it's a time to give away some Pandagaras. Um, Let's do it now. See how many people leave the stream after we do this. I'm always curious. So 188, we're gonna give away some Pandagaras. So this is for at least three Pandagaras. They're small they're like an inch they're they're little guys but they're we haven't had any problems they're eating like crazy they're doing great um looking at them right now they're just super fun to watch and um the winner is ah mickey m from northern europe if you're still here you have won Uh, i know you can't get them because you're northern europe but i would imagine there might be someone that you would like me to send them to so I don't know if you went off to bed because it was sleepy time for you. But we'll give you a couple minutes to chime in, see if you're still here. And thanks for all the support over the years. Mickey's been uh, someone, Mikey, Mickey, it's Mikey. I always say Mickey. Um, it's, you know, always been a active member of the, the channel here during the live chat. So we appreciate that. So I can only send them to the uh, United States. Uh Mikey, Mickey <laughs> knows that um, I'm here. Please give it to Tfish. fish. All right. Tfish. fish. Send me an email with your first and last name and your mailing address, and we'll get that settled. Uh, Mikey M. Thanks for playing. Thanks for being here. And thanks for, uh, you know, passing the love along to Tfish. All right. So that was 188. Oh, we're at 191. We didn't lose everybody. That's good. I wonder if that's current. I wonder if uh, it's actually dropping and we can't see it. Let's keep an eye on that. 192. Man, this is great. We should give away things earlier more often. 195. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Okay. Next one is Chuck... I'm going to say gudgeon. I know it's probably not, but it's close enough to gudgeon that that's what I want to say. Chuck gudgeon. Do snails attack fish eggs if I'm trying to breed fish? Do I remove all the snails from the tank? I never worry about it. However, I don't use like big monster snails like Japanese trapdoor snails or rabbit snails or anything like that. Um, My snails are all like what you would call pest snails. I like them, so they're not pests to me, but little ram's horn snails, little pond snails, stuff like that. Um... I don't know for sure if they eat the eggs or not, but I bred tons of fish with them, with with snails in the tanks, and I've never observed it, but they might. But I still raise lots of fish, so they don't worry me at all. Okay. <laughs> Orange comes to get gills. So how many ma- names do you have? Yeah, just three. You know, three's a good. I don't wanna say round number, but three is a good triangle number. (laughs) You'll know you've made it random arms when you have like 30. (laughs) Oh, hang on, chat jumped. So I'm scrolling here to see people's comments and questions. Okay. Bob Purcell, Bob, good to see you. What minimum tank size do you recommend for the Roseline bar? So I kind of never recommend minimum tank sizes because I feel it's dogmatic and everyone has their own opinion on it. So you say one size, you make half the internet angry, you say a different size, the other half gets angry. What I would say is that's a fish that gets four or five inches is a fairly rapid swimmer. So it needs room to swim. It's it's an active fish of size. So whatever that means to you. I've had great luck keeping adults in 75 gallon tanks. Those are four feet long. Um, I've had great luck in the six feet tanks as well. The two behind me, um, they seem to do fine in those, as far as whether you want to go lower or bigger than that, I'll leave that judgment call up to you. Um, but four to five inch fish and quite active. Baron Yon. Uh, I want to say <laughs> Yon visor Von Yinzer, Thanks. I was thinking I was missing something. I really appreciate the response and the dedication that you show with that sort of procedure. Yeah, and that's that's our whole thing. That's the reason we exist. Orange cones, when are they going to change the Denison barbs to Danison barbs? (laughs) Orange cones, one day we're going to sit down, have a meal together, and we're going to crack up so hard for the entire dinner. Like... (laughs) crowd half moon could you briefly explain explain any quarantine method for bettas or guppies do you observe or dose meds immediately yes and no so it used to be that i treated every fish that came in for two weeks the first week was always antibiotics salt canamycin and nitrofurizone the second week was anti-parasite medications Ickex, metronidazole prosy and then between the two i do like a treatment of lavamisol then at the end i would do it as well so i was shotgun like and i had good success with that I'm not gonna lie it, it worked great however now that i know my suppliers better i'm starting to learn what to expect from which suppliers and i'm working with an aquatic veterinarian who can actually identify what's going on with fish that come from certain suppliers so i know next time i order that fish from from that supplier Uh, How to treat it. So if I'm getting fish from a supplier and there's no issues, then basically I know I don't have to treat those fish prophylactically. I will if something develops, but I don't have to do it prophylactically. If I get fish from a supplier and there's an issue and we can identify it with our veterinarian, then I know next time I order that fish, I will prophylactically treat with whatever medicine targets, whatever problem was identified. So it's getting more scientific now, um, instead of just the shotgun approach. But that was the shotgun approach that worked for me. It worked for me for many years when I didn't have the resources, um, to, to work, you know, closely with an aquatic veterinarian. Um, one week of canamycin and nitrofurizone, then the next week, anti-parasite meds. However, I will say the only reason that worked is because I kept the fish for the first week, at least, in a hospital tank, a sterile hospital tank. I mean, I scrubbed that thing out. There was no algae, there was no mold there was nothing. That was a very clean glass box um, that I would start fresh every week. Antibiotics are really tricky if you're in a bioactive environment, especially antibiotics like canamycin and nitrofurazone that treat gram-negative bacteria. Um, gram-negative bacteria are what cause Aeromonas and Columnaris, which are the two most col- columnaris, the most uh, common bacteria uh, that cause illness in our aquarium fish. Um, So that's why I would go with those to start prophylactically. Um, And I do it for a whole week because you don't want to, it's like when you take antibiotics, the doctor always says, finish the whole seven days or 10 days or two weeks or whatever it is. The reason is first, so you get, you don't stop when you just start feeling better and have a latent illness. But the other reason is more altruistic. It's so that we don't create superbugs. We don't build immunity in these organisms. So, you know, treat as you should. Um, if you have a s- sterile hospital tank, it works well with the antibiotics. If I did not have a sterile hospital tank, what I'd probably do is get as much mold out of the tank as I could, um, clean the filters. I'm not saying sterilize them, don't kill your cycle, don't kill your nitrifying bacteria, but get all the junk and mold out. And then I would do the co-op trio. Um, which is general cure, ICX, and, um, help me out here, erythromycin. The reason I would do that is those are less likely to kill your cycle. Um, But those only treat gram-positive bacteria. The erythromycin is a gram-positive agent, so it'll help against gram-positive bacteria. And most of the illnesses that we have in aquarium fish from bacteria come from gram-negative type bacteria. So it might not be as effective, but um, if you have issues, whenever you bring in new betas or guppies, um, it might be worth trying. Whenever you can, though, I'd have a separate tank, like your little hospital tank or whatever, so you can experiment, learn, and get to know these... Uh, chemicals and their impact. I would just hate for someone to like go to their nice show tank or whatever, all planted, nice settled ecosystem, put in medications, hoping to help their fish and end up like crashing the whole environment. You can get big issues. You can get the whole cycle crashing. You can get ammonia spikes like crazy. You can kill off so many bacteria and protozoans that you cause a vast shock to the whole system, there's lots of things that can happen. So if you're you're going to prophylactically treat with medication, especially antibiotics, I would highly recommend a hospital tank. Um, And if you're going to do anti parasite medications that that kill protozoans, so these are ICX does that, Um, metronidazole does that. Uh, does that. Most of them do. Um, I would decrease your decaying bioload as much as you can, all the mom and all the dirty stuff out. The reason is when you do that, you're removing a lot of those protozoans, a lot of those bacteria. So you're, you're making it so that when you put in the medicine that kills protozoans, you're going to have less die off in the tank, which will be less likely to cause a big ammonia spike or other shock to the system. So there's some things I've learned over the years of how to kind of mitigate the effect that medicines have on our fish. But um, there's still like, you know, I'm not a veterinarian, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) um, but that's the best way I found to do it. In my limited experience, and limited knowledge and be totally unqualified to, you know, diagnose or prescribe or anything like that is. Have a separate tank to do it in so you can learn without wiping out your nice big show tank. Um, anyway, that's my thoughts around till half moon. Leo Contreras, get gills any German black rams? We don't have any. Um, our water system is not warm enough to do that. Although there is one tank in the garage that is getting pretty warm uh, because we set up a new, uh, two new racks in the garage. We just needed the space so bad. And one of the tanks is up top and right under one of the the vents from the heating system. So that one's starting to sit at about 83 degrees. If it stays there long term, maybe I can get some rams and put them up in there. It's a thought. Okay, where are we? Tie Aquatics, suggestion, your site lists fish by species, great for knowledgeable blah blah. <laughs> knowledgeable, blah, blah sorry. knowledgeable buyers, but you might consider a section that lists by recommended tank size and water column level better for newbies. So I appreciate the thought, Time I'm never going to do recommended tank size. Um, what we do instead is we try to talk about the fish's needs. Like this is a, a large fish, but it's slow and sedate, so it doesn't need as much space as, um, you know, a really active fish and let the person decide it gets this big, it's super fast, I guess I better get a big tank. The problem with listing tank sizes is I think it gets dogmatic. I think there's a lot of disagreement about that. And I think it's something people need to like put some thought into. I think it's a bit of a cop out to just look and be like, oh, it says 10 gallon, there, there goes the Oscar, right? Um, or whatever. Um, Oscar is just a prime example of what happens sometimes. And obviously that tank size, in my opinion, is super wrong for that fish, but um, yeah, tank size is not something we're gonna do. Water column level, maybe, but again, I really think people need to do their research before they buy a fish. If you're buying a fish and you don't even know that it belongs on the bottom of the tank, um, but that's on you. Like, I'm not saying you tie naughty tie. I'm saying whoever did that, right? And you know, when you're a noob and learning, I get it. But I can't be all things to all people. Like, I can't be seriously fish and fish base and all these informational sites and a store. The moment I try to be an informational site, um, I have to list all the information. <laughs> if I miss something, that's bad. So that's kind of how we handle it. Um, but I I appreciate the thought. Um, I hear you, but we've, we've actually decided not to do that. We put some thought into it. Okay. Where are we at? Okay. We've got four minutes. We can do it. Oh, chat jumps. No, go fast, fast, fast. Looking for the next one. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Mr. Maris, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Rita R. A little while ago, you mentioned some place that sells bettas. Could you share those names again, please? Yeah, so KG Tropicals. KG Tropicals. um, You can also find them at keepfishkeeping.com, I think. Um, Simply Betta is another one. And then for wild type bettas, there's – what's it called? Is it called Blackwater uh, there's a site that specializes in wild type bettas, but I've forgotten the name Rita. I'm sorry, but I started KG Tropicals um, and anyone here, if you sell bettas and I don't mean like flip bettas, I mean like you take care of bettas, maybe breed them and sell them. If you would chime in, let Rita know. That's fine. Three minutes. We've got one done. Let's get another one. Baron Von Yinzer, How will the Roseline Denison Barb's do in a tank with angelfish? I've done that combo and they did great. I have been wanting some since seeing them in your background, and they are my wish list. That's fine. Yeah. I, In my experience, it worked great. You know, I don't know all the details of everything about your tank. Um, was this a 75-gallon? I think they'd probably be okay. Again, though, I don't know. Do you have a dozen rainbow fish in there? If you do, that tank's full, You know, in my opinion. Uh, again, not to be dogmatic, but as far as will they get along? Um, can you keep them together? Yes, without knowing the specifics of your setup. Now, I will say anytime you put a a new fish in with an angelfish or another cichlid, it helps to turn off the lights, maybe distract the angelfish with food or something, and then release the new fish. Because angelfish and lots of other fish, as soon as a brand new fish goes in, if the brand new fish is like darting around, you know, confused like they can do when they very first go in a tank, they don't always do that, but sometimes they do that is a signal for those fish to just go pick on it right and and that can be a stressful entrance to a new home so i would suggest if you do put something else in there that you kind of distract the current fish especially angel fish uh lots of fish do this though rainbow fish do it as well most fish will and uh and then give the guys a chance on the corner with the lights off or maybe they aren't seen as well, you know, buy some hiding spots, let them go. So their entrance is less stressful. Okay. aquatics and exotics. Do you have an updated, forthcoming quarantine vid? Um, I'm thinking about that, Bob. I, I want to do one. Sorry about the sniffles. This is so gross. Oh yuck. But I'm still fine-tuning it. Um, you know, we're working with the aquatic veterinarian. We're learning more. The other thing is we're about to go into the warehouse. And with that flow-through system, that might change some realities for us. So I, it's not settled enough right now, I think, to do a video that would be that I'd be confident in yet. But, yes, it's something that I do plan to do. And when I do it, I'll I'll talk about, you know, how I did it in this situation and then in this situation. And now that we're here, we're doing it this way. And, you know, talk, give people different scenarios that they might find themselves in or be able to pull from. So I I do want to do something about that. It's 830. We be done. All right, folks, we're done. Um, I do want to thank my moderators for being here. I do want to... um, Oh, what do we got? 162. That didn't drop too far, that's not too bad. From 188 to 162, not too bad. Anyway, I wanna thank my moderators for being here and doing what they do every week. Thank you, appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, thanks to everyone that dropped money on the table. Hey, we got another one, Dan Ken Aquatics, throwing down five bucks. Saying great stream as always, Dan. Thanks, brother, right back at you, Danny and Kenny E, appreciate you both. Uh, and thanks for the super chat. Um, from you and everyone else that left the money on the table, it's super helpful, we're a startup. And um, it all goes back into building the dream, getting that warehouse going, getting everything we need, building up, you know, just, I can't wait to get our new, our new team member here and, and going, it's gonna be so helpful. I'll finally be able, I hope, to have time to make videos. <laughs> can't wait. Um, anyway, thanks. thanks to everyone that was lively in the chat, had questions and comments and, and participated. Hail the lurker nation, everyone watching our replay. Thanks for watching. and. To you listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. We'll be back the same bat time, same bat channel next week. Until then, I hope you have a good week, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.